0: welcome to out in the bay queer radio i'm christopher Beale. this week i'm going to introduce you to two hilarious and talented black queer women
1: i'm christina ray jackson and i've been out in the bay for 20 plus years now (laughs) i'm ashley j i've been out
2: in the bay only this year so i just recently came out Congratulations. Um, Thank
1: you. Welcome,
2: Ashley. Thank you, Christina. I'm (laughs) glad to be a part of the club now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're officially in now. Yeah, Yeah. You're
0: in. We're talking about growing up black and queer with our guests, and we'll preview the new sketch variety show, Mighty Real, with members of the cast. That's this week, Out in the Bay. Christina Ray Jackson and Ashley J., welcome to Out in the Bay.
1: Thank you so much, Christopher. Thanks for having
0: us. Christina, where did you grow up?
1: I was actually born right outside of Philadelphia in Westchester, and I spent a lot of time in Philly uh, with my grandmother and family until I moved to Stockton, California. So I'm from the 209. I went to elementary school there and high school there and university before moving to the Bay in 2017. And uh, so I've been out here for five years and I'm loving it.
0: Ashley, where'd you grow up?
1: I grew up here in
2: the Bay. I moved around a bit. I lived in Oakland. I lived in Hayward. And then I lived in San Ramon. So opposite to Christina here, I grew up just around like a lot of like white and Asian and just other cultures. So I've, I'm have i kind of used to being like the solo Black person in the room or like maybe one of two, you know, like the token Black kid. The pro of standing out is that people know you. Like they'll like remember your name typically. Um, and then the con is like, I don't like standing out when we get to that history lesson, when they talk about slavery and everyone looks at you like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm supposed to be like the one knowledgeable person in the room about it. But besides that, I actually kind of liked standing out, like looking back.
0: Let's talk a little bit about coming out. Ashley, you said you just recently came out. What does coming out mean to you?
2: Coming out to me was honestly just like... This is who I am. Because for a while now, like I knew I wasn't like fully straight, but I just sort of kept under that umbrella because of like my upbringing. I grew up in like a really, really religious household. For me, um, when I came out this year, what was funny is there was like two things that like helped me just like come out. One was Spotify. <laughs> Wait,
0: what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to have to explain that one. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, so with Spotify, um, I think it was during um Pride Month in June. And so, you know, Spotify always has, oh, celebrate LGBTQ artists. And so I was like, oh, so I always like listening to new music. So I was like, oh, well, let me like look and see. And so they were just listing a bunch of artists that I was already obsessed with. <laughs> and so I was just like, Spotify might be on to something. OK, OK. <laughs> But then it wasn't until the second thing, which was, I've been watching P-Valley. I don't know if you've heard yes, of P-Valley. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: This is exceptional gay programming. That's yeah. all. That's, yeah. You're going to binge watch this show. Yes. You're going to love yeah. it. <laughs> season two just ended, so you can binge
2: watch season one. Season no two spoilers. Right now. I haven't finished yeah. the end My okay, productivity okay, is
0: over. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so with P-Valley, oh gosh, Christina said no spoilers. Mercedes in the show that is okay. so specific. I'm like looking <laughs> at her. Like Mer- just Mercedes in the show, um like she essentially had this situation mm-hmm. um with somebody.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah.
2: <laughs> with like somebody who's of the like same like gender. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay. And and what I really liked about it is that the show didn't really like harp on it or like make a big deal about it? Like it just happened. Yeah, and it was yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 was what it was. And for me, I'm just like, oh my god, that's me. <laughs> like that was. I don't know. Just in that instance, I was just like, yes, th- I don't know. This is this is me. This is me. Um, and so I just officially was like, look, I'm by like yeah both, <laughs> like. A hundred percent. So, yeah, P-Valley and Spotify. I don't know. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sponsor me.
0: (laughs) Honestly, though, it actually it's proof that representation is so important in media because Mm -hmm. I'm sure you two feel the same way growing up. There wasn't. LGBTQ representation that wasn't beyond stereotyping or even worse earlier in our childhoods, making just purely making fun of us on television. Right. Right. And so now we're in television, we're on stage, we're we're on the radio, we're in podcasts, we're here. And I think representation reaches out to folks like you, Ashley, Mm -hmm. who see another person that you look up to or a character in a show living a way that you've secretly longed for Mm -hmm. and been like, you know what, if they can do it. Then so can I, and I think that's yeah. really uh, that's really powerful. Thank exactly. you for sharing your story.
1: Thank yeah, you. that's incredible. Thank you,
0: <laughs> Christina. What about you?
1: So I came out in high school, and um, I graduated in 2000, and I came out when I was 16. And like Christopher was saying, there really weren't too many um, fem queen, black, uh, out, gay, anybody's at yeah. that time. And I grew up also in a religious home, and so I heard people around me very vocal about homosexuality and being gay and what that meant and really frowning upon that, no one's going to be waving any flags for you. So just sit down and keep it to yourself. And I did for, uh, it seemed like a long time. So I came out at 16. Uh, at the time I was playing soccer and very much intending to play professional soccer. That was the course I was on. The person I'd fallen in love with was on the soccer team. So it was just like a lot. It was like a love fest during sure. that time in the early 2000s, you know, every, and, everything seemed to be going my way. Uh, At 19, I became paralyzed in a snowboarding accident. And so while I'm still really dealing with the homophobia of the world, now I'm dealing with ableism. Mm. And that was extremely challenging. I really went through, you know, periods of depression and thoughts of suicide as I had to come to grips and face my own ideas of, like I I embodied ableism. I had some of those ideas. I had those ignorances because at that time I didn't even know anyone else who had a disability of any kind, not a hearing impairment, visual. I didn't know anyone in a wheelchair. And so all I had was what I saw on the media. And as you mentioned, like, if you're on the outsides, if you're different, if you're gay or disabled, you are usually almost primarily used as something to Diminish to disparage to use as the butt of jokes so i had these really dark and limited ideas about what it meant now as a quadriplegic woman homosexual black and and then i the people i didn't have i had beautiful people around me but i also had people who penetrated the veil and told me really terrible things like what are you going to do now Like, what are you going to do? And they almost spoke to me as if I had done it intentionally. Like, wow, like, wasn't it enough to be gay? Like, now now you're disabled. So what the hell are you going to do? But uh, above all of that, I had my mom, who's amazing. And I remember she came into my... Room. I was doing my rehab at Santa Clara Valley Medical, and I was still wearing the halo. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the halo. They screw into your head to stabilize your spine. Mm. Yeah, it's special. And she came into the room (laughs) and she just came in sipping her coffee and she looked over at me and she was like, well, you better figure it out because you're my retirement plan. And I was like, wait, what? And she never had any limited ideas about what I could do or, or what I could be. And so I really credit it to her that I'm now pursuing my dreams as an actor and a writer and uh, doing sit down comedy and just doing and write, just doing everything that I wanted to do. She always had that idea and vision for me. It's like, so you're sitting. Well, now what? And so it's just been a journey of reconditioning myself to believe I could do anything and then going for it and just seeing what happens.
0: It seems to me, if I may be so presumptuous, it seems to me almost like the timing of your coming out gave you the strength to handle what was coming next.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I would say that if I had not faced that adversity and had such a fire within me and I guess the physical ability to walk out the door, to slam door in people's faces, (laughs) you know, I, I miss that kind of thing, you know, throw drinks in people's faces, things like that. People who, you know, had negative things to say about how I wanted to live my life. And I miss those things, you know, as a a roller, a wheeler out here in the, in this world, but there's, I've just gained so many other beautiful insights to life and, and what it means to just be and pursue joy, not externally, but internally. And now I'm in a position where I'm just a much more compassionate person because I just didn't have compassion for people outside of the able body community because I didn't know there was just so much ignorance. And when I realized I was out in the world doing things that were hurtful and restrictive to people like me, it was like, wow, you know, that was an epiphany for me. So it's it's wonderful to be on the other side and, and I embrace the challenges and uh, that's life, you know.
0: I also came out in high school around the same time that, that you did. Oh,
2: congratulations. Christina, so
0: um, <laughs> Ashley, how was your coming out received? What was coming out like for you in 2022? I'm curious. Um... Was it just like, yeah, OK, whatever. <laughs>
1: Oh, wait, because we had this fantasy like it was probably so easy,
0: Yeah, and they I know. threw a
1: parade for her at her school, like all this stuff. Oh no,
2: no, no, no! I wouldn't even like want to pray. I was like, ah, I don't, you don't need to do all that. So I they, would so so they did like, offer.
0: It's, yeah, they, they at least offered. Yeah, yeah she got a gift cool. basket. I didn't get a parade. <laughs> right. We didn't
1: get anything. I think we got expelled. Actually. We got guilt. <laughs> right? Yeah. You got shame. You got yeah,
0: doomed to the <laughs> eternity of damnation.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> know. Really, really had
2: those conversations. <laughs> It was definitely complicated. I'm actually married. I'm married to a cisgender man. So for me, for, like, coming out, I was just like, I definitely don't want to parade because, like, I'm still, like, (laughs) fighting these demons and, like, trying to, like, you know, like, reframe a lot of, like, the ideologies that I grew up with. It's sort of been, like, a, a quiet coming out where... Um, during at least Pride Month, I just like texted my brother because like I love my brother and we like talk about everything. And so I texted him and I was like, "Hey, Happy Pride Month from your local bisexual." Oh wow! And then, and then not he was just
1: anymore. Like, what? That is so cute, though.
2: <laughs> and he was just like, "Wait, is this you coming out?" And I'm like. Yeah. Wow. And, and then he was just like, "Oh my gosh, this makes you like 10 times cooler." And I'm like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> "I'm like, okay, I guess."
2: Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess when you become a bisexual, you just have like rainbows and gold like sp- spinning from you. So, I've pretty much just been like interlacing it into regular conversation with my friends just being like, "Yeah, like as a bisexual." sure And then my friends are like, "Oh. <laughs> That's perfect." <laughs> oh. So rather than sit
0: them all down, you're just shocking them one by one casually in conversation. Yeah,
2: I like that shock and all you know. (laughs) That's my tactic.
0: (laughs) One of you threw out the the phrase artivist earlier. Yeah,
1: that's me. Christina.
0: Christina, I love that. Do you both consider yourself activists in a way?
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm an activist. And I got that term from... Black Love Manifesto, this is a phenomenal film. If you have not seen this film, look up this film. It's absolutely amazing. The director described herself as an artist, and I was like, yes. I definitely use art, writing, acting, performance art, like everything I do to elevate uh, issues for disability rights, LGBTQ rights, uh, social justice issues, people experiencing houselessness, just all of it. Art is a way to elevate those issues and amplify my voice in that space to have impact. You know, not to just be talking about it, but to actually have impact and, and get involved. And so I definitely see myself as an artist. I definitely see myself as an artist as well. Um, I
2: would say my activism is mostly surrounding um, like mental illness and mental health um, in the Black community. Um, because personally, um, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, as well as PTSD and depression. So um, and I suffer from also chronic suicidality. So essentially, like I'm constantly thinking about suicide, suicide ideation. Um, and so I've been struggling with that for for years. And so with my solo performance, like who wants to be neurotypical, like that's where I You know, talk about my experience having um, BPD and the intersectionality of being a black woman with like mental illness and the challenges of having BPD, because BPD is mostly seen as like this white woman illness and a lot of um, black women, especially um, are you know told just you know like to suck it up or like you know you're resilient or you know just be strong you'll, you'll be good or you know you got that black girl magic you know you can you can get through anything but when it comes to BPD and the emotional dysregulation that comes with it I'm like yeah there's times I'm like I don't think this black girl magic gonna get me through <laughs> this BPD episode
0: for me. Ashley what yeah. was the genesis of you stepping into the arts like when did you first discover performance?
2: Ooh, I would definitely say in elementary school, we had a photo shoot day, you know, like for your yearbook photos. Um, They did it on the theater stage one time, like in the auditorium. And I remember walking up on that stage, waiting in line to get like my photo taken. And as soon as I was on that stage, I was like, I like it up here. This is (laughs) cool. You know, and I was like looking out at everybody sitting, running around the auditorium. And I was just like... Posing, Oh, my god! You know, <laughs> cheesing. Um, and so I was just like, I like it up here. And then, so from there, when there was opportunities to do, like, theater in school, I was like, I'm immediately taking this class. And also, I was just really obsessed with, like, That's a Raven and Fresh Prince of <laughs> yeah. Bel-Air, you know? So I was just like, wait, uh, Ashley is on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and my name is Ashley, too, so maybe I can also be an actress. <laughs> like, that was, just, like, my thought process as a kid. Um, the and, effects
0: of representation, right?
2: Yes. And actually, fun fact, my mom got my name from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
0: So. Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: I'm, I'm just be. like,
2: yeah. She like, could have
0: named you Carlton. You did fine.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> right. And I do I do kind of dance like Carlton, too. So, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if she at least made that my middle name, you know. So whenever I had um, any sort of theater in school, I, I took it. I did a lot of musicals in high school which was hilarious because at the time I hated musicals. And I'm like, why do they keep casting me in these musicals? Like, I want to be in the plays. I want the drama. <laughs> and then it wasn't until college when I was like, wait, I actually kind of like musicals. And now I kind of want to go back. But um, and then in college, I did speech and debate. And then from there, once I graduated college, I was like, OK, I'm actually going to try and pursue acting more professionally. So I got my headshots <laughs> Like I was like really putting myself out there, but it wasn't really until one of my speech and debate coaches participated in solo performance workshop um, taught by Martha Reinberg. I went and saw her in the show for the solo performance workshop and she was just on stage by herself, you know, talking about different things. and, And at the end I was like, oh wow, that was a great script. And she's like, no, I wrote it. I wrote my first solo performance. I performed it. And then I was like, OK, I'm hooked. <laughs> and then another lady I met, Tony Weingarten. Shout out to Toni. Um, she was putting on a show um, where she wanted people who were living with different types of mental illnesses to do solo performances about their experience with them. And so I was chosen. um, And so, you know, I was the one that talked about BPD. So that's where my solo performance, who wants to be neurotypical, was birthed. So like the overarching theme of it is talking about how as a person living with BPD, like for at least in my experience, I constantly feel like I'm having to sort of mask in a way so I can present as, you know, neurotypical Um, Because with having BPD, your emotions can be, like, so dysregulated, like, from, like, it could be minute to minute or, like, day to day. Um, And with the suicidality and self-harm that comes with it and the feeling of just not truly knowing, like, who I am at any point in time, like, I felt like I'm constantly in this sort of game show every day um, where I'm like, okay, how normal, like quote-unquote normal do I look today? So a lot of my solo performance talks about that. Hello and welcome to everyone's favorite game show, Who Wants to Be Neurotypical? Each week we have one participant who has been diagnosed with a mental illness put into real-life situations through our full-body virtual reality machine. We touch reactions to each situation using our patented sensory meter board which lights up based on their body chemistry
0: the crystal how about you how did you find the arts because you were on track to be an athlete so the, was. the arts was definitely a, a 180 wasn't
1: it? a super 180 uh, i was a total jock all through high school and didn't do any theater i was not that kid i saw those kids <laughs> I ran from those kids. I was like, you know, (laughs) that's not that's not actually for me. You guys got that until uh, my senior year. And when one of my good friends was like, hey, let's run for homecoming queen. I was like, no way, bro. You're not getting me in a dress. I'm not doing any of that. stuff." (laughs) And then and she just kept she's like, no, just run with me. I don't want to run by myself. It'll be fun. I was like, right, it'll be fun. So I recruited my sister Crystal and Robin. And what we did was we performed Mariah Carey and Jay-Z's Heartbreaker. And Robin was Mariah and I was Jay-Z. And I was up there rapping and Crystal was in the back dancing with like some of her friends. And it was awesome. Like we had the best time ever again on stage I wasn't oh um, it was it was fun but it was very like an uncomfortable space so I still was not like oh I'm gonna be an actor I've been writing jokes for years never thought I'd do anything with them until I met my current partner who was like you know you're really fun you should go do open mic like what are you waiting for and I live in Dublin right down the street from Tommy T's mm-hmm. and so she mm-hmm. took me over there I signed up for open mic I did my first Open mic in April and I won out of like 30 <laughs> comics. I was like, no way, thank you. <laughs> and it was just so cool and so exhilarating. And I just wanted to do more comedy. And I was like, what's next? And then my PR agent, Gardenia, shout out Gardenia, she brought It's Queer a Mighty Real sketch show to me. And I was like, no way, I cannot. <laughs> so this is, for someone who's been out in the Bay for like 20 years, to hear about an all black and brown like gay sketch comedy show, like, oh my God, that would be like the coolest job.
0: We're gonna talk about Mighty Real, a sketch variety show. It's uh, playing November 5th at Piano Fight in San Francisco. My guests are Christina Ray Jackson and Ashley J. They are among a cast led by women of color. More with them coming up next, Out in the Bay. All right, let's talk about Mighty Real. It's a sketch variety show playing November 5th at Piano Fight in San Francisco. Uh, My guests are Christina Ray Jackson and Ashley J. Among this uh, large cast uh, led by women of color, you're both performing in Mighty Real. What is Mighty Real? Like if I'm going in with no expectations, what should I expect?
1: Um, You should expect a wild show filled with voices and people that you've rarely seen on stage before. This is definitely an all abilities, all inclusive kind of a show. And it's going to include a lot of beautiful elements, not just the sketch comedy, which is going to be, you know, the core of what we're doing, but it's going to be embodied with music and poetry and different performances. So it's going to be an all around uh, entertaining and uplifting and inspiring good time with lots of brown and black and queer people. And it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a love fest. It's gonna be really beautiful, because for a lot of us, and actually I'm just meeting Ashley J for the first (laughs) time today. None of the crew, we've never met. Everything we've done has been virtual. And so not only will we be interacting with the audience for the first time and being out on stage, we're gonna be interacting with each other for the first yeah. time. And, and I think for, I'll speak for myself, I haven't been in groups with a lot of uh, brown and black gay people in a long time. So I'm very excited to be back in that environment and uh, celebrating the arts with everyone and sharing our gifts. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time.
0: And you two brought a sketch from the show we Super did yeah yes. can we hear that
1: absolutely so uh tony taylor creator of it's queer suggested that ashley and i do one of the sketches from the show so here is the sketch maximum flirts and this will be narrated by um actress tisha t payton Thank you. pat places their book
3: on display
1: Thank you for agreeing to host my book, Launch, at your store. Of course.
2: You're one of my favorites.
1: And maybe now I can
2: finally get your number. Wow. I
1: can't believe I never sent it to you.
3: Pat pulls out their phone and Audrey follows
1: suit. I was so excited when I got it, too. (laughs) It's 978-1938-334-290. Did you just give me your ISBN? Uh, I don't give my ISBN to just anybody. Well, I
2: was hoping to get your phone number and see if you wanted to get dinner, maybe? Oh,
3: wow. While originally excited, Pat has a thought and is disappointed instead.
1: Hmm. Is that something you do with all your authors after a book launch? That's sweet. No, I don't usually take authors out after
2: book lunches.
1: Oh, well then, you don't have to. I appreciate the offer.
2: It's very thoughtful. <laughs> I'm not being thoughtful. I'm actually following the advice of this
1: self-help book I've been reading.
3: Audrey hands a book to Pat, who then reads the title out loud.
1: How to court people you're interested in. Uh-huh. I'm so flattered that you found me interesting. No, I mean... Yes. Yes,
2: I do find you interesting, but I'm interested in taking you out on a date. Like a friend date? No, like something that ends the way this book does.
3: Audrey hands Pat another book.
1: I would like to sleep with you. Um by that, do you mean Hold on.
3: Audrey takes I would like to sleep with you and hands Pat yet a third book.
1: We should f- Oh my god. I was thinking the same exact thing. Were you? Yeah, I just felt like you weren't getting any of my signals. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Out.
0: That's so cute. <laughs> when people come to see Mighty Real, they're obviously going to laugh. We uh, it, hope so. It seems yeah, like the show is based like purely on community and joy and yes. laughter. Yes. What do you two hope people take away from their experience at Mighty Real?
2: Honestly, I hope people take away just you know black and brown folks queer folks just being and just the joy and laughter and just seeing it as just any other regular sketch comedy show Mm -hmm. because honestly I don't think we're any different (laughs) we're just doing sketch comedy you know and so honestly I just hope people walk away with it you know feeling good and feeling like yeah this is something that I want to support I want to attend to these all the time.
1: Absolutely, all the time. And something really beautiful, celebrating who we are and just bringing our most authentic selves uh, to the stage, which I'm really excited about. I feel like that's really at the essence of what it is to be mighty real, is that we are all in this cast supported as to be our most authentic selves and to not hide and to not shy away. Some of these sketches, a lot of the sketches are very provocative You know, and they touch on everything sexism, racism, ableism, like we really go in and and poke fun at things, cultural appropriation. But we're doing it in a loving, uh, lighthearted way that we hope audiences can relate to and and are educated and and feel involved, but also inspired to just be better and do better and be more loving and kind in their day to day life.
0: Christina, other than Mighty Real, a sketch variety show, uh, where can people check you and your work out?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Christina Ray Jackson and you can find me on my website at Christina Jackson and it's spelled K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A and Ray is W-R-A-Y. I think everyone knows how to spell Jackson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, how about you?
2: Um, You can find me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Ashley J-A. So A-Y-E at the end. Like Ashley (laughs) J-A. And, uh... And also on my website, theashleyj.com. And J is J-A-Y-E.
0: I feel like you missed an opportunity for A Girl A <laughs> as your... Uh, you know what? As
2: <laughs> <laughs> as you want to be handle- my manager? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mighty Real, a sketch variety show is happening Saturday, November 5th at Piano Fight in San Francisco. It recalls 90s era comedy TV like In Living Color, All That. Saturday Night Live, it features performances of spoken words, song, and dance. It's a scripted variety show, and it features a cast led by women of color. We're going to put a link to tickets and more info in the web post for this week's episode at outinthebay.org. Christina Ray Jackson and Ashley J, thank you so much for joining me this week out in the bay. Thank, thank you, you so for much, having Chris.
1: is great. Yeah.
0: You've been listening to Out in the Bay. Queer Radio. I'm Christopher Beale. You can catch up on past episodes of Out in the Bay, get in touch, and sign up for our email newsletter at outinthebay.org. You could make a donation there as well. It's outinthebay.org. Out in the Bay is a nonprofit independent production, which means we rely on listener support to keep the show going. Please chip in what you can at outinthebay.org. And thanks in advance. Special thanks to Brad Payton and Richard Merck of Silicon Valley for their ongoing generous. Support. Thanks also to KALW 91.7 FM and San Francisco Public Press' radio station KSFP 102.5 FM in the San Francisco Bay Area for broadcasting out in the Bay each week. If you'd like to hear queer radio on your local public radio station, let the station know and let us know. You can reach us anytime by emailing outinthebay at yahoo.com. Our founding producer is Eric Jansen. Our theme music is by Holly Mead. I'm Christopher Beale. You can find me at Real Chris J. Beale on social media. We'll see you next week out in the Bay.